to finding calm in the chaos. I am Denise, and this is my podcast. Hello, 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 everyone. Happy Wednesday. And welcome to another edition of Finding Calm in the Chaos. Yes, that's how I feel every day when I walk in my office. Um, Today's episode is called Stay Gold. And if you have read The Outsiders, you know the line. Stay gold, pony boy. And um, if you didn't ball your eyes out at the end of that uh, book... Or the movie, for all you youngins who can't read um, a book because, you you know, that's not your thing. People don't read like they used to. I think you should. Um, read that book, see the movie, listen to Audible. Outsiders, excellent book. So I've called this Stay Gold. And basically, um, it's because, you know... We really, as humans, have no problem looking at somebody and innately finding something bad about them. (laughs) Like, we don't even have to know them, right? You don't. Trust me. You don't. Okay? Um, It's kind of like, you know, what do you notice in people, right? You, what we want to practice is actually seeking to find the best in others. But, like, why? Why? Okay, let me tell you. Okay, so it, there, most of the interactions that we have today are kind of like, uh, you know, we're like little uh, ions stuck in the jar, like atoms, right? And we're like bouncing off the walls, right? Doesn't matter. Work, home, you know, phone, text, email, social media, right? We're bouncing off each other while we're exchanging information, right? Smile, frown, move on. You know, we're, we're going, right? It's how we're doing it. Boom, 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 boom. How often, though, are we actually taking a few seconds to get a sense of what's actually inside other people, especially good qualities, right? Because, so scientists actually call this um, brain's negativity bias, okay? That we're most likely to notice bad qualities in others rather than good ones. You know, it's sort of like that bad restaurant thing. There are tons of restaurants that we love, and we won't say a damn word to anyone unless they ask us. But if we eat somewhere and it's bad, yeah, we're going to tell everybody. And then we're going to look for it all the time. We're going to look for ways to tell people we had a bad experience. True, right? But why, right? Things that worry us, things that annoy us, that make us critical, right? These are things that are making us choose bad qualities in other people. And unfortunately, if you feel surrounded, right, by lots of bad people, right? Remember, who's your company? Choose your company wisely or at best, right? Neutral qualities of the people around you. And only this little tiny, you know, dusting of, you know, dimly sensed good ones, right? Then you're naturally going to feel less supported in life, less safe less inclined to be generous or pursue your dreams. And 
additionally in a circular way, when another person gets the feeling that you don't really see much that's good in him or her, right? That person's going to be less likely to take the time to see much that's good in you. Hence, this vicious circle is starting, right? We want to see, like, I feel like if you see good in others, right, it's a simple but very powerful way to feel happier and more confident and become more loving and productive in the world, right? That's how I can lead with kindness. This is some hard shit, though. Stuff. Sorry, I'm not supposed to be swearing on Wednesday. Um, I'll be fine until I change sponsors um, in July, and then I'm going to be like, oh! I know our reclaim peep don't mind. So, um, so what does it mean to only see good in people, right? To try to see good in people, right? It's kind of hard, right? I'm trying to like verbalize this, right? When you're only seeing good in others, it implies this attitude of like positivity and love. And everyone wants to exude that, right? Seeing everyone is like this, you know, this being, the soul and trying to make sense of the world gives you kind of a perspective. You know what I'm saying? So nobody's all bad. Even the worst people have like this potential to be better. I mean, if you see the best in everyone, you literally personally will be better. I know this because I'm practicing it. And it is true. I think that a lot of times we are so judgy, judgy. And I know because I've had this happen to me. I've never been bad, like a bad person. I've done bad things because of circumstances of addiction and, you know, mental, you know, decapacity because of addiction. And, but I was never a bad person. And I always did what was right. You know, like some of you may or may not know, I talk about it all the time. But in my past, I did do um, a, a little short 90-day jail stint for something that I did as a result of addiction. And I pulled my shit together and I did my time. And, you know, it all worked out in the long run. But, you know, I carried so much shame with me about that personally but I will tell you what compounded that shame were people that I would was friend that I thought I was friends with, um, and even family members who started just literally making up these elaborate stories about what had happened or what they wanted to make happen. Um, Mr. Sith had a very good friend um, just decide that they were not even going to call us and ask us what happened, but just boom, we're not talking to you anymore. Uh, Mr. Sith had family members basically say, choose him or choose me. Um, obviously, he chose me. Thank goodness, right? Because he understood the situation. Um, I've had personal, like, you know, family members who, you know, talked a lot of, you know, smack amongst themselves when I haven't talked to them in years. It's like we can't help it. And so... Did that help my situation? No. Did I know that that wasn't the things they were talking about were utterly false and not what actually happened? I absolutely did. Did that help my mental state of being recover from the situation? Nope. It absolutely did not. It actually carried more shame. Until I started understanding, what am I shamed about? I 
pled to an issue of me doing wrong. You know, I said, yep, I did this. I did my time, you know, my 90 day stint. I came out, went into recovery. So I fixed the problem. It's in a constant fix. I see a therapist. The person I was dating then became my husband, was aware of it. I'm still with Mr. Sif. So he knows I'm not a bad person because he understood the actual circumstances of what happened. And then, you know, I have all these people that like didn't really know me at all, just kind of, and let me tell you, like some of these people on occasion, um, we'll just start it all over again. And then I'm thinking, you know, you guys aren't the sweetest person in the pot either. Like there's a lot of things in your closet. I feel everybody has something in their closet and that when you're judging other people, it's cause you're a little too, it's a little too close to home for you. Like, I don't understand how you can be, I know people who are with people that have committed serious crimes when they were younger and now they've went into you know they're adults people change you make mistakes you would you you know you atone for those you make your peace between yourself and god which is what i did and then those people need to live their lives you can't judge people only god can do that and if those people have seeken forgive seeked seeking here we go forgiveness from God and then they've done their peace. Who are you to continually bring it up and shove it in their face? It's just not okay. And it contributes to this society where people think they're better than other people. So I honestly don't think that anyone is bad. There are some people who are bad, obviously. I'm not talking about like, you know, child predators and, you know, all of that, but people change. Okay. Um, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about like just regular stuff. We're talking about like, you know, somebody got knocked on a junk driving charge. Somebody got knocked on, you know, doing financial, you know, shit because they were, you know, that kind of stuff. That stuff can be atoned for and paid for or whatever. They didn't commit a crime against another human being. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but only seeing the good in others really implies an attitude of positivity and love. And let me tell you, when you are nasty towards other people, which I used to be all the time, I was miserable. That is the easy way out. To actually see and have an attitude of positivity and love towards other people, that takes work. That's actually the hard road. And the more you do it, it becomes easier. But for people to just state that they are going to you know, condemn people and they don't even know him. Like, like I said, what even happened towards me? I can't even believe that people who call themselves friends, and I will say that most of my friends did not hold things against me. None of my friends did. They were mostly Mr. Sith's friends and family, or for me, extended family members. And then every now and then I have a, you know, once removed, you know, cousin or nephew who will bring shit up like you know coming from somebody who was in jail because you know and i'm thinking okay i served 90 days in jail i didn't kill somebody like i wasn't on death row okay like pull yourself together and the reason why i never got upset between this uh, for those of you who listen to the podcast you knew i had this interaction come up with a family member um, I think it was last year. I did a whole podcast on it. The situation was, is I couldn't get mad about it because he was actually, 
in the same state of mind of addiction and just a shitty part of life that he threw that stuff at me and then made sure I, he reminded me that I used to have an addiction and be shitty and, you know, do criminal thing and, you know, did a criminal thing. I wasn't a criminal. I did a, I committed a criminal act and I served time for it. Um, and like I said, it, obviously I did 90 days in a County jail. I didn't certainly kill somebody. I didn't do any federal time. I didn't do any, you know, Illinois Department of Corrections time. You know, people made this stuff out. Oh, at one point I was hearing rumors that like the FBI was looking for me. It, it was like, it, like absolutely ludicrous. And I, I should literally, like, I wish I was the person on paper. In fact, I might do that. I just gave myself a great idea. I may actually just write a book about all the garbage that people have stated about me all my life. And it'd be the greatest fictional book known to man. Because people have made me out to do some incredibly insane things. And I'm like, why would I still be walking around if the FBI was after me? Like, I, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure I have an FBI file because I wrote a nasty letter to Clinton once. But I'm just saying. Um... <laughs> True, if you write a nasty letter to a president, they keep a, they open an FBI uh, file on you. Just saying. I mean, I didn't threaten to kill him. I was just like, like, you're an idiot. Um, All right. Wasn't lying. <laughs> so let's get back to the subject. Um, just trying to teach people how to stay gold, right? Stay gold when you're approaching people, how they do it. How do you do this? Slow down. Okay, we have to get out of this, you know, flipping atoms off the, the jar, bumper car, speedy Porsche down a thing. We need to spend a few moments being actually curious about the good qualities in another person. You're not looking through, you know, rose colored glasses, right? That's just, we're not fabricating stuff. You're opening your eyes and taking off the, you know, smog colored glasses of the negativity bias, right? You're seeing what the facts really are and not what you want to do, presumably, what the facts are, right? I have a ton of people tell me, you looked like such a bitch when I met you. I can say that. It's just the word bitch. Okay. And I'll be honest with you. I get that all the time from people who wind up knowing me after a couple months. And it's because I'm very no-nonsense, and I'm to the point, and I don't sugarcoat. And if you don't know me, but you've asked me something that you're going to get a donut with no sugar back, I can see and totally get that you can think that that is bitch-like. Do I care? No, because I am not that person who's going to, you know, take your life poo-poo and roll it in powdered sugar for you. It's just not happen. Wow. I need to start making shirts with the stuff I say. Um, wow. You have somebody else roll your poo in, in powdered sugar. It's not me. Um, see positive intentions in people. Okay. Um, here's the thing. Like there are some times where people catch you off guard. Okay, so like sometimes I'm in a hurry, someone will start telling me this long story, I do this as well, and so I'm like, well, wait, like I really um, don't even want to like talk to this person right now, um, but I understand that like she thought the story would benefit me, 
And so rather than me being caught up in my rush, rush world, um, stop and listen to her story. People listen to me talk all the time. So shut your pie hole up, Denise, and listen to this person, right? You know, could that person, after she saw me rushing out with keys, like not talk to me or known that it was absolutely, but it happens, right? It happens. They were positive. The actual aim and the, re the, the whole intention was positive, which is pretty much true of all of the like basic fundamental ways that even the methods used to fulfill, you know, these interactions with people. But, you know, like if a toddler throws mashed potatoes, wants fun, right? But a teen with a chip on their shoulder, okay, um, <laughs> dripping attitude, wants a higher status, right? And, you know, a roommate who avoids housework wants leisure. You got to see the good intentions and the people around you. Okay. There's reasons there. We have, sometimes we have to remove ourselves from our self-consumed world and understand why people do or react the way they do. And that includes age, right? Sometimes Pete does stuff and I'm just like, you know, are you kidding me right now? And then I'm like, okay, wait, what, what would he be? What if I was that age? Like, what are his intentions behind that comment? You know, and it usually evolves around like homeschool or reading or frustrations and and I'm like, once you get that, you can approach it as a more golden moment versus a negative moment. He wasn't just trying to be, you know, well, he was trying to be an a-hole that whole week. I'm just saying. But <laughs> it was most likely out of frustrations. And we wound up working it out. I moved a few things around. And now we're back on track again. Okay. If you try to see the good intentions of people around you, in particular sense, like the longing to be happy in the heart of every person, things are going to work out in the long run. They certainly will. All right. I'm going to take a quick break right now for the sponsor and we'll be right back. Today's episode of Finding Calm in the Chaos is sponsored by Reclaimed. Reclaimed is a one-man brand from Chicago, Illinois specializing in handmade commercial and residential furniture and fixtures. The man behind the brand is Brian McQuaid and the soul of his business is anchored in his handmade wood art pieces. Don't think that these pieces are just ordinary furniture and fixtures. These pieces were founded under the notion that art should be affordable to everyone. Each piece is custom designed and crafted with everything he's got, which means you're not getting a plain big box item made in mass, but a personalized, meaningful work of art that will bring compliments from whoever sees your reclaimed piece and joy with you seeing and using your piece daily. Not a single person, I will tell you, walks into my office without asking me about my reclaimed desk and end table. And they can't hang their coats without asking me where I got the cool railroad spike wall coat rack either. Brian's talents go far beyond desk tables and coat racks. Personalized hearts, jewelry boxes, flags, special occasions. It's art, folks. So the possibilities are pretty much endless. You don't have to take my word for it. You can check out the beautiful art of Reclaimed at www.reclaimedchicago.etsy.com. Again, that's www.reclaimedchicago.etsy.com. Or check out and follow them on Instagram at Reclaimed, B-R-E-C-L-A-I-M-E-D.
Doggy Dog. Hello, hello, we're back. We're back, we're back, we're back. We're talking about staying gold, okay? And how basically how to take steps in just trying to, to kind of fight and resist our brain's urge to constantly want to go dark <laughs> on people's personalities or interactions that you see something and you immediately want to react negatively or, you know, whatnot that you, you, uh, people are going through enough dark times in their own life or their dark ways. Like I was talking earlier about just everything I had went through when I had my, um, my jail time when I was addicted. And, you know, the situation is, is that, you know, there was a lot of people talking a bunch of garbage and smack during that time, a time that I'm going on a road to, you know, being unaddicted to alcohol and trying to mentally straight out, straighten out like everything that I just did that, you know, crashed my world. And then I got a ton of people that instead of supporting and being like, what happened? Are you okay? Is there anything I could do for you? Or in general, you don't want to do anything for me. So you just like, don't talk about it. And you just walk away like, well, hey, F her. Like now I don't have to deal with her. I knew that was going to happen. I almost got through a podcast. I think I got one, two podcasts done where the dog did not bark. Anyway, so that is the deal. And I really think that had I had support rather than trying to feign off all my own personal hatred at the time, I was so angry and I hated myself that I had, I'm so sorry, guys. Hush, 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 hush. That's enough, boss. Um, that I just feel like it wasn't, it, it, it doesn't obviously help the matter. And so if you have somebody who is going through a difficult time or a dark time, finding more mud on them isn't going to help much, right? But if you're seeing the gold in somebody and you just mentioned something, the smallest thing to somebody who might be in a dark time, that means you've literally reached into their hole that they're in. Because you don't know. Lots of people are walking around today and although they appear to be walking on ground internally, they're underground and they're just not showing anybody and they're barely surviving day to day. And all of these little barbs that we throw at people or gossip about and do all that are just literally hammering these people deeper and deeper and deeper into their mental health hole. When is the break? Because see, here's the thing. People don't understand that when someone's in a bad place, that their bad place break is different than your bad place break. So you might've had a few more dark barbs stuck in you, but maybe that person only needs one more and then it's done. Then what are you gonna do? It To me, it's not worth it. It's not worth a human life or someone's, you know, a, a com, you know, a committal to a mental institution or a ton of meds. It's it's not worth it to me anymore to think that there's some glorifying in that. There is no glorification in beating somebody down further than they've already beat themselves 
internally. You know what I'm saying? But what will matter in the world is when that person in their mind internally is inside a hole and you come and you bring the gold, that's like leaning over and putting a rock in that hole for them to step up on. They're not going down. They're coming up. And the more people that stay gold, how many people are going to get out of that hole? How many people do you see the potential in just mental health alone for people? I'm telling you, when I chose lead with kindness, it I dug deep on that because it makes a difference. And just being around people who are constantly just judging every single thing you do, mind your own effing business and look at yourself. And when people are like that, you need to remove them from their lives because they're not healthy for you because they're not healthy for them. Because it is not healthy to want to dig people into a hole. But it is healthy to try to help people stay gold. Think about that the next time you want to say something negative about someone. And I know people will say, oh, I never talk negative about people. If you've ever gossiped about anyone, and I mean like you even said, went over to your neighbor's house and been like, hey, did you hear what happened at Nancy's house across the street? Like the ambulance was here last night. You know what I'm saying? That's you. <laughs> Another dog walked by. This dog's going to kill me today. Hey, that's enough. Oh, my goodness gracious. Um, my goal is to be able to, when we remodel our basement, I'm honestly thinking about a soundproof room just record a freaking podcast without Buster barking like that. Um... Now he went to lay down like, I'm really sorry. I'm sorry, mommy. I didn't mean that. Um, so how do we stay golden? So we need to see abilities, right? You need to see abilities. So, you know, you need to be able to understand that people have abilities and some people don't, you know? I love to talk to people. I can entertain a group. Mr. Sith is not. Does that make him a bad person? No. Should I be hollering at him about it? No. Because he is who he is. And when he speaks up, everybody better listen because it's important if he's speaking up, especially if I'm in the room. So we need to find those golden qualities, okay, in people. See their abilities. He's really good at what he does. He is super good at taking care of our family. He is amazing at his job that he has. And mind I add you, he has two of them. Um, he works remote as, as well. So, But he brings in an amazing income and takes care of, of us financially. We're able to go on these amazing trips, our European trip. And he's a superb father. So for me to constantly be picking on some other stuff, it's it's harder when it's with your, you know, your own spouse. But... I tried, I'm trying to stay golden. This is stuff that I'm working on. I'm not, I'm not preaching um, this and talking down to everybody. Like I've got this like nailed. Um, I do not. But it's something that I'm aware of. And so 
once you understand the impact of going gold versus going dark, um, it makes a huge difference. And it, be, it will become easier and easier as you utilize and practice it. And, you know, seeing positive character traits. Okay, so I'm going to be super honest with you. People are like, they have no positive character traits. Unless you're surrounded by like deadbeats and sociopaths, everyone you know has a virtue. Many of them, okay? Determination, generosity, kindness, patience, energy, uh, grit, honesty, fairness, compassion, loyalty. Take a moment to observe virtues in others, okay? You can make a list of virtues of like the big people in your life, right? The people who are super close to you. And for me, it was more important to do one for the people who are challenging to me, okay? Um, and you will see that things will change. And then when you're interacting with those people, you could, instead of go dark when they do, you know, their same-o, same-o, you know, like my sister will do her same-o, same-o. And then sometimes if you just go gold, it makes a difference because she's got enough stuff going on in her life. She doesn't need me to take more digs, right? That's why she flipped out when I told her not to litter. That's in another podcast too, if you don't understand what that's about. <laughs> um. And last but not least, recognize that the good you see in others is also in you, right? You couldn't see the good if you did not have like an iota of what it was. You know what I'm saying? You too have positive intentions. You too have real abilities. You too have virtues of mind, virtues of heart, okay? And those qualities are, are a fact, okay? And they're as much of a fact as the chair you're sitting on or the car you're driving or the couch you're laying on. You know what I'm saying? The bath you're, the bath you're soaking in. I don't, whatever you're doing, okay? But take a moment to let that single fact sink in. You don't need to be an angel to be a good person because you are a truly good person. So stay gold. Thank you, friends, for spending this time with me today. If you found some calm listening in, please take a moment to subscribe to Finding Calm in the Chaos. And just so you don't miss out on future episodes, make sure you're receiving notifications. Thanks again. Until next time, lead with kindness.